gave strength and stability and furtherance to the work of God right here in Jennings. Amen. I am a recipient of the labors of this good man. God bless you, Brother Alexander. We love you. Greet us tonight. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again. Time's running out to where we won't be able to come as often as we ought to. So every time the doors open, we need to be in the house of the Lord. Somebody said seven days a week's too long for a revival. One day a week's too short. So I'll tell you, as, far, as much as you can get of it, you better get all you can get. I'm thankful for my inheritance that I have inherited in all my life. Uh, my mother was a, had the Holy Ghost ever since I can remember, and that was, I can remember way back under further than some of you can, but uh, she's always had the Holy Ghost, always prayed, save Titus, save Titus. She never run out of those words, save Titus. My father was on the opposite side. He was not a uh, he was a church lover and a supporter of the church, but he supported the enemy more than he did the church until we all got down and got to praying for my father. Save Dad. Save Dad. So I remember the things. My dad was always a, a well-provided man for his family. He taught us boys in driving up, you've got a responsibility and you've got a responsibility of providing for your own household. He was not a believer. He was he was a believer in a such sense of the way that this was right, but he was not a, a doer. You know, a believer is a doer. Praise God. And so I used to say, well, they'd ask me, what are you before you got the Holy Ghost? I said, I was nothing. I went to many denominational churches, and I attended many services, and along with apostolic churches, but I was nothing. But after I got the Holy Ghost, I would come in and heir to my inheritance. Praise God. So uh, if I had to come in and heir to my inheritance, a lot sooner I wouldn't have been like the prodigal son come dragging myself back home. Praise God. I'm glad for this day. I'm glad for this church. Glad to the time that God has allowed me to spend here with this good church. Some of the best people in the world are right here. Some of the people that's going to be raptured when Jesus comes back is right here. Praise God. You're going to have to run across town see who's going to be there. There's going to be enough of them going to be taken out of here that it, 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 they're going to be surprised. Hallelujah to God. But I'm glad I'm not going to be surprised because you know I'm going to be in that bunch with the help of the Lord. And God helped me through the rest of my uh, life. But I'm glad for this church and the good faithful saints of this church. Some of them endured me for a long time. So now you've got a new one to endure. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, the thing is this, uh, uh, you know, a preacher's, uh, I heard Brother Week say something last, the other night that really uh, struck me. It's not the preacher of the church. And it's really not the saints of the church. The kingdom of God, Jesus had come to send the kingdom of God. It's the spirit of the almighty God. 
we have the word you may have the word deep down in your heart and that's good but if you without the word without the spirit is nothing praise god i'm glad for the 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 spirit that we have here glad for all these young children to come in here i i can call them children because i'm nearly four or five times your age but uh i won't be long till i'll be a close to a hundred hallelujah somebody say you come a hundred years old i said well i'm closer to a hundred than you are hallelujah praise god but i'm happy today that i can be a part of this church glad for all of the ones my heart grieves my heart uh, anger agonizes in the holy ghost when we see one it drops out or gets kind of indifferent hallelujah god you don't get indifferent very long until the enemy fills your ears full of garbage. And garbage is to cook fed for nothing but the garbage kept picked up. But I'm not looking for the garbage picture uh, pickup. I'm looking for the rapture of the church. Good to see everybody out here tonight. Good to see all the ministers. I want to say this. With, we within ourselves could be nothing but who we run with and who we participate with makes you a whole lot better person than what you could be by yourself. I'm glad that God gave me the the, uh, the love for strong men that helped me along this way. I need help. I'll soon be 90 years old, and I still need help. I still need preaching, too. I've not got it made. Say, well, you've been here long enough. You, you don't have to worry about it. I'm just now beginning to worry about it. The older you get, the more you learn. The more you better worry about it. Because the end's soon to come. We're, we're facing eternity. And I want to face eternity with a smile on my face. I want to face eternity with, with victory in my heart. Hallelujah. I have some old comrades that's gone on before me, and I intend one of these days to see them. Hallelujah to God up there shouting around that throne. I want to join that gang. You want to go to heaven, get your heart right with God. You want to be saved, don't let your ears hear every little old thing that comes along. Don't open your ears to everything that comes along, especially garbage in this day. Hallelujah. If you want to know what's going on, come on out and let's see. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was something about to this being a, the devil's church, I said, well, that's the cleanest devil you'll ever know. Praise God. I'm glad for the truth today. I'm glad for the truth that old J.W. Uh, Evans put down in my heart. Alton O'Brien, praise God. All the old patriots that's going on before. Brother uh, to, uh, Ewing's, Brother... While, uh, wise, I heard him preach one time, and I, it's wrong in my heart, still strong in my heart. I'm devil. I'm not giving you one of my children. I'm going to stand before you. You're not going to have a one of them. Every one of his children were backslid. There was not one that was saved. Praise God. He went down to, to the grave with a broken heart. But you know, 
wasn't but just about a year later, his son come in, got the Holy Ghost, started the missionary work in California. All of his daughters come in, got the Holy Ghost. All of them come in, got the Holy Ghost. I'd like to see them come in before I pass on. But I'm not going to give my devil, not one of my children. I'm not going to give the devil you. Praise God. I'm going to keep them believing God. Hallelujah. I didn't start to give up. I didn't start to be defeated. Praise God. But I start to go on. Old brother uh, Benoit used to tell me, Son, let me give you a little advice. I said, I need all advice I can get. I need advice like I love money. <laughs> well, all of you do. If you didn't, why do you work for it? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, when you go to a place, don't try to change all of them people. You change to their cult. Don't change the message for whatever you do. Stick with the message, and God will bless it. And I found it to be true. Been gone a long time. Been gone a good long time. But I never will forget those old men that I rode the roads with. Preach to me the truth of God. Good to be here again. And I can't say that I feel good at being 90. I feel bad. I'd like to be Dayon's age. And I'd turn this stuff up upside down. Or oh, he thinks he can, but he can't. <laughs> we can only do what God allows us to do. Thank be unto God that he's a God that's standing out with his hands outstretched, saying, Come unto me. All of you that are heavy laden and weary and heavy laden, I'll give you the rest. Friend, you'll never have a rest like this rest is. You'll never have a feeling like this feeling is. You can, you can work out to the world thing, but there's never nothing going to satisfy once you ever get a taste, as they used to say this, uh, South Louisiana, branch water. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we love you. We praise you. You are so, so, so good to us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so good to be here tonight. This a uh, great week has been just a wonderful time for me. Uh, Brother Townley called and asked me to come and be a part of something called Heritage Conference. And I am so thankful for this wonderful heritage that I have been given. A heritage, heritage is something that, that you didn't work for. It's not something that you attained by your own merit or accomplishments, but heritage is something that you're born into. Amen. There's folks that have a Cajun accent around here, and I love it, but that's because it's your heritage. Praise the Lord. And well, you all ashamed of it? No, you don't need to be ashamed of it. It's because of what you were born into. Praise God. And uh, I was born into this apostolic 
Jesus name message and I'm so thankful for it and you know what happened I got born again and more than the first birth that gave me this apostolic heritage what was, is far more important is that I was born again of the water and of the spirit and now it belongs to me praise God it's so good to be here I'm glad to be here again with my pastor Elder McDaniel good to be here with Brother and Sister McDaniel this week I've enjoyed visiting with them and fellowshipping with them and uh, Sister McDaniel she she fixed a cake oh Lord and I'm not supposed to eat anything with sugar in it at all but when I found out Sister McDaniel had baked a cake I sinned a little bit I cheated and I did eat some of it and uh, I'm still trying to get my blood sugar up back stable again. But uh, maybe it was worth it. Praise God. But it's so good to be here. Thank you, Brother Townley, for the invitation. Good to be here with my parents. And I've got uh, Uncle and Aunt here tonight. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful time uh, for me. And uh, just been a uh, wonderful um uh, three nights feel like that I am among friends good to be here with brother Reeves and um, enjoyed their singing and testimony today praise God I love this truth don't you praise the Lord I love this truth praise God I want to read tonight from the book of John John chapter number 11 and I would also like to give honor to brother and sister Alexander I've been loving these folks for a long time and um, have loved and respected them, stayed in their home and uh, preached here a number of times as, uh, as just a kid. And it's amazing, all this time has gone by and Brother Alexander, I'm still just a kid. And, uh, but we give honor to them and, and uh, they've reached... Uh, 90 years old, my, 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 and uh, still fruitful in the work of the Lord, and, uh, you know, I admire men like Brother Alexander, Brother McDaniel retired several years ago, and uh, men that have done their work, and they have uh, finished well, they have finished strong. And there are days of pastoring, Brother Townley, that I almost envy these good elders because they know how they finished. They did it right. They handed it over to somebody else to carry it on. And they, they did it with honor and with dignity. And uh, I still got a few years of fighting and and digging and scratching and clawing and working and laboring before I know how it all ends up for me. And uh, I want to finish strong and I want to finish well, don't you? So I do draw some inspiration tonight. It is possible to finish the race and finish it right. Praise God. Amen. John chapter 11, very familiar to us. And it uh, goes without saying, Brother Townley, my dear friend, we've been friends for a long time. I helped pray Brother Townley through to the Holy Ghost. 
and I'm not sure that I had it at that time. I claimed it, but but at least I didn't hinder him from getting it. And uh, and brother brother Tan brother Tanley was so good, we almost thought he didn't need the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you the truth. He was better without the Holy Ghost than I was with it. And uh, finally, he he got on up in years, and and uh, we all got worried about him. He finally prayed through and put all of our minds to rest. Then he worried about the rest of us the rest of the time. And uh, but uh, sure enough, Brother Townley has been uh, always been an inspiration to me, and I love him very much. We took a little trip today and just enjoyed the the visiting and the talking, and and it's been a long time. I felt like. Felt like old times uh, today. Out. Almost run out of gas again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost run out of gas, and and uh, I tell you what, there's some little inside jokes about us traveling. I won't share with you. Amen. I've got a few stories. I may write a book one day, <laughs> and uh, I just might do that. John chapter number eleven, verse number thirty-eight. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe. You know, there's some of us that's already got a word like that. The reason God told us it was going to be all right and he was going to see us through is there was going to be days you'd have some questions and you'd have some doubts. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee. And I want to stop right there. And I don't want to give you exactly my subject or my title right now. I just don't want you to lose interest in what I've got to say because I feel like I've got something for somebody in this place today. Amen. I feel like I feel like that just for a few minutes I want to talk to you and that God has given me something to help you. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe God's concerned about you? Do you believe God loves his children? Do you believe God wants to help you make it all the way? Hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord to touch us in Jesus name. Oh, dear God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. Touch us, Lord, in this place today. We lift our eyes unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you tonight. In Jesus' name. I, uh, I am almost hesitant to preach from so familiar of a story to such a church that has heard some mighty wonderful preaching down through the years we have heard the story 
of Lazarus and his resurrection from the dead. We have heard so many uh, times good preaching and uh, this wonderful story relayed to us and uh, recounted to us ever since we were children in Sunday school. And so I hesitate to give you the details of this story, and I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to take long. I'm going to assume that you know all the details of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. We know that Lazarus was a friend to Jesus. Matter of fact, we know that uh, the entire family was a friend to the ministry of Jesus. We know that they had supported his work and that they had supported his ministry and that they were well known to the disciples of the Lord. And the disciples expressed some concern about the sickness of Lazarus and also the uh, family of Lazarus began to send word to Jesus because they knew that he would be concerned. They knew the kind of appreciation he had for his friend. They knew the kind of bond that there was between them. Matter of fact, when the word was sent to Jesus, it was said, Lord, he whom thou lovest is sick. One thing about Mary and Martha, they knew who to send to to get some help. I'm glad tonight that I know who to go to in my time of need. I, I, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I know where my help comes from. I know where my healing comes from. I know where my strength comes from. I know where the problem-solving ability that I need comes from. It comes from my help. I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And so they knew where to go to. The Lord, He whom thou lovest. It was no question, there was no question in their mind that Jesus loved him. And yet Jesus did not rush to his side. Jesus did not hurry with a sense of urgency toward Lazarus. Have you ever had a time that you were in a hurry and God wasn't in a hurry? You ever had a time that you wanted an answer and you wanted it now? And yet God did not feel the same sense of urgency that you felt. Can I tell you tonight, and I know you already know it, but God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Sometimes you may think you know what you need, but He really knows what you need. You may think you know what God ought to do, but you know what? He's God, He's sovereign, He's in charge, and He knows what ought to be done. And we can get angry and we can pitch a, a, a temper tantrum and we can get bitter and we can get resentful and we can think we can punish God. But I'm going to tell you, I can't punish God and you can't punish God. God knows what He's doing. Yes, He does. He knows what He's doing. 
So the best thing I can do is just trust Him when He's not doing what I want Him to do. To trust Him when what was not supposed to happen has happened. Have you ever had a time you wanted to tell God, God, this is not supposed to be happening. I'm going to tell you, if you ain't had any of those days, I want to cheer you up tonight by telling you, you will. Amen. There's a, there's a, a story in Jewish tradition, and, and um, they, it, it, it appears in several different forms through Jewish literature, and some scholars even say that the, the old prophet was Elisha. It's called the way of the prophet. There was a... Uh, the story goes that there was a young man that wanted to be a prophet. He wanted to be a man of God. And he began to follow an old prophet. And he said, I would like to have what you have. And I would like to learn the secrets of God as you know them. And I would like to, uh, I, I would, I would like to be the kind of man that you are. And so the, the old prophet said, well, you have to follow me. And so he began to follow him. And, and uh, he, uh, he asked the prophet, where are we going? He said, uh, well, I can't tell you I'm just wanting to follow God he said well what are we going to do when we get there he said I can't tell you you just have to trust and you just have to obey and you just have to follow and so they came to a village and on the outskirts of that village the sun was going down at that time and and uh, there were some men that were digging a ditch and here they were working hard and and so the old prophet approached these men and he said uh, gentlemen could uh, you help me here uh, I'm a man of God and here is my assistant that is traveling with me and we need some shelter for the night. We'd like a place that we can find a meal and we'd like a place that we could lie down and rest this evening. And the men looked and said, Oh, you're a man of God, huh? And they sneered and they uh, hurled insults at them and said, uh, You know, we really can't help you. And, and uh, the sun went down. The old prophet didn't have a place to go and he and the young man spent the night in the street and uh, the weather became cold and they, uh, they covered up as best as they could with nothing to eat. They were miserable for the most of the night. The next morning they got up and uh, they left at, uh, as the, the sun was just coming up and they passed that ditch that was still being dug and the old prophet just waved his mantle over that ditch and in just a moment of time the ditch was finished it was completed it was just like it had been uh, ordered by their uh, employer to be and the young man shook his head and, and he saw as these men approached uh, they, they looked with amazement that all their work was completed it was done and, and uh, they rejoiced and they went off to get their pay and so uh, the young man, he, he didn't understand. And so they went to another village there and, and uh, went to another town. And, and there was a widow woman that loved God and she wanted to do something. She recognized him as a man of God. And so she said, I have a place at my house that you and the young man can stay. And so the story goes that they went to the house and they stayed there. And the woman was a fine cook and she prepared a sumptuous meal and they dined and they enjoyed it. And when they got back up the next morning, 
uh, the young man enjoyed another good breakfast and, and they were so pleased to be treated with honor and with respect and with kindness there. And the young man is thinking, surely there's going to be a great blessing that's going to come upon this widow woman. I'm just waiting to see what kind of miracle that is going to happen for this lady. And so they get up to leave and as they are leaving the yard, they pass by the little barn where this lone cow that belongs to the woman is staying. And as they go by the stall, the the old prophet, he passes his mantle uh, across the barn and the cow falls over dead. And the young man doesn't say anything, and uh, but he shakes his head and he doesn't understand. And so they're walking along down the road and Finally, as it's going over in this young man's mind, how can it be that such wicked, uncaring men could get such a blessing? And how could it be that such a kind and benevolent woman who loves God could receive such a curse and such a punishment? This don't make sense to me. How many of you know, and I preached about it last night, if you try to figure out everything with the carnal mind, I'm going to tell you, you're going to mess up. If you try to reason everything with the natural mind, the natural man cannot receive the things that are of God because they are foolishness unto him. You cannot please God with the carnal mind. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It'll get you in trouble every time. Somewhere in your Christian walk, you've got to learn to trust God completely. In spite of how I feel, in spite of how things look, in spite of how it seems in my life, I have got to trust God. God, you are on the throne. You are sovereign. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent and you know everything. And so I'm just going to hang on and trust you where I am with what I have and what I don't have and what I don't know. I'm going to trust you, Lord. And so story goes that, that finally he could not restrain his curiosity any longer. And finally he said, Oh, man of God, I would like to ask you, why would you send a blessing on wicked men? And why would you send such a curse on this godly and righteous woman? And the old prophet said, Son, if you walk with God, you're going to have to understand things are not always as they seem. You see, the Lord let me know that just beyond where those men had finished digging for the evening, there was great treasure. And had they continued to dig, they would have had enough treasure to make them wealthy for the rest of their lives and unto several generations thereafter. And so because they were not uh, benevolent and kind and giving toward the work of God, I just went ahead and sent them what looked like a blessing. And they were rejoicing because they thought they got a blessing, but it was really a curse. They missed out on the greater treasure. He said, well, I don't understand about the widow woman. He said, well, it just so happened that when I laid my head down on the pillow in that widow woman's house, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm going to take this widow's only son. And I stayed up all night 
uh, uh, crying and praying and saying, God, have mercy. Would you take that old milk cow instead? I know it's the only one she's got, but if you'll have mercy on the boy and take the cow instead, if you'd do that, I'd sure appreciate it. And God made me a promise that instead of taking the boy, He would take the cow. And so what looked like a curse, it was really a blessing because she'd rather be without the cow than she would be without her son. I'm going to tell you, saints of God, you got to learn in all things to give thanks in everything. You want to know what the will of God is? Don't be worried about whether you're a preacher or not. Don't be worried about whether you need to move somewhere or not. Don't be worried about whether you need another church or not. I'll tell you what the will of God is. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's the will of God. Amen. And so it doesn't seem to make sense. Here it is. God is not doing what He seems like that He is supposed to be doing. Everybody is trying to hurry up the Lord. Everybody is trying to get the Lord to move toward Lazarus and His need. And uh, Jesus uh, is saying things when they finally get him to talk about Lazarus he is saying things like this sickness is not unto death but it is so that the glory of God can be revealed now he did not say that Lazarus was not going to die he said the purpose of the sickness is not to destroy him it's not to kill him but the ultimate purpose of this is so that God will get some glory. If the devil is trying to make you think that what you've got in your life is going to destroy you, the devil is a liar and he's got it all wrong. What you need to understand is God don't send anything or allow anything that's going to destroy you. But in the end, it is to give Him glory and that He will get the praise and that He will get the worship. I know it looked like it was over for Lazarus. I know it looked like since he was in the grave and since they wrapped him up in grave clothes and since they had a funeral and a memorial service for him and since all the mourners gathered around and since they carried him to the tomb and bid him a final goodbye and rolled the stone over the mouth of the cave, I know it looked like that what Jesus said really wasn't true. But you just hold on. God wants to to get glory out of what you go through in your life. Praise the Lord. And so and so here it is. Jesus said the sickness is not unto death, but it's that I could receive some glory and and then and then finally while the disciples are saying, uh, Lord, we really need to go find Lazarus. We really, don't you really think think we need to go to Bethany? Finally Jesus said, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad. Lazarus is dead and I'm glad. Well, Lord, you're supposed to be sad. Have you ever had a problem and yet everybody else was happy? Oh, some of y'all can't relate to this, can you? Y'all can't relate. You, you can't, may, maybe all the folks that live in the real world's over in Georgia. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and 
So finally Jesus waits and by the time that Jesus gets there, after he has taken his time, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Lazarus uh, has two sisters and one of them, she's always busy, she's always running her mouth. She's always got to say something. She's always got to take charge of the situation. She finds out that Jesus has finally showed up and now she's going to give him a piece of her mind. And she goes out there, the quiet, meek, more worshipful one, the more meditative one by the name of Mary she stays in the house but Martha is making track she is going to go let the Lord know if you had been here my brother had not died and Jesus is trying to reason with Martha and say Martha don't, don't you understand don't, don't you understand who I am don't you understand there is hope don't you, don't you understand he's trying to reason with her that he's going to rise again he's going to live again I know I believe in the resurrection I know everybody's going to be resurrected one day I believe I've been a believer for a long time I know the power of God's going to raise everybody up we're all going to be with the saints of all the ages Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Jeremiah and all the old saints he's going to rise again it's all going to be in the sweet by and by we were just singing it everybody will be happy over there but I really didn't want it to happen this way Jesus you ever had one of those things? I really didn't want it to happen this way. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And you know, Jesus is standing there arguing with her, and, 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 yet, and yet when he calls for Mary, Martha comes running, wagging her finger. She's got a finger too to tell him. But when Mary shows up, the Bible said she fell at his feet and she said the same thing that Martha said but it was in a total different attitude Lord if you had been here my brother wouldn't have died you know all of us have troubles all of us have setbacks all of us have things die that we wish would live all of us have heartache and sorrow if you think you're going to be spiritual enough to escape it it's not going to happen if you think you can know enough Bible to escape it it's not going to happen if you think you can be intelligent smart enough to escape it it's not going to happen I'm going to tell you it happens to us all but there's some of us that come and say I don't like it and there's some of us that want to resist it. And there's some of us that want to let God and everybody else know, I don't appreciate what happened to me. And there's two attitudes we can bring before Him. You can be saying the same things. You can be mouthing the same words. You can be saying, singing the same songs. You can have the same phrases. You can fill up the same prayer time. And yet one is in His face and one is at His feet. And you can make your choice today. You can get in his face, wag your finger, shake your fist, furrow your brow, and let God know I don't appreciate it. Or you can fall at his feet and say, I don't understand. I, I don't have a clue what's going on. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bow before you. I'm going to kneel at your feet. And I'm going to worship you anyway.
Yes, my dream died, but I'm going to worship. Yes, my brother's in the tomb, but I'm going to worship. Yes, I don't understand. Yes, I wish it was different, but I'm going to worship. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And I'm telling you, they've waited, and they've prayed, and they've sent messages, and they've begged. It's kind of like the... The family, I read about a family that, that they, uh, they moved to a new location and they got their children in, in school and they were trying to get everything, they were trying to get everything settled and a couple of three weeks after they moved to this new town, their, their little second grader uh, was late for school and the bus had already come by and so the daddy said, well I'll take you on my way to work, I've got just a few minutes and, and, and he said, do you know how to get there? And she said, yeah daddy, I know how to get there. So they got in the car. He said, you're going to have to show me which way to go. And she said, take a left. And he took a left and drove for a little bit. She said, take a right right here. He took a right and said, uh, take a left. And took a left and then take a right and then take another right. And then take another right and take another right. And then take a left here and take a left and take another right. And they drove. And after 15 minutes, she, he said, baby, are, do you sure you know how to, uh, to get to the school? She said, oh, I, I, I know how to get to the school. We're going the right way. And so 30 minutes, and, and he said, Honey, I'm still taking lefts and rights, and I'm st I've, I've, I've seen a, uh, one or two places a couple of times, and are you sure you know what you're talking about? Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And finally, finally, after about 40 minutes, they found the school. And he said, Honey, this ain't but three blocks from the house we just moved in. She said, Well, how'd I know? I took the way the bus always takes. <laughs> That's kind of how we feel about the Lord sometimes. Lord, I know that the, that the shortest distance between point A, which is my prayers, point B, which is the miracle you need to send me, is a straight line. Now get with it. And yet, He's taken all the detours. You ever felt that way? And so, finally, Jesus says, Take me to where you laid Him. And the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. And the Jews that were there said, Oh, behold how he loved him. And, and uh, some of them were standing by saying, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind and, and uh, performed all these miracles, could, couldn't he have made sure that this man didn't die? And uh, Jesus came to the, to the mouth of the cave. And... Uh, he was there at the grave and he said, take away the stone. And we preached about that. You, if you want a miracle, you've got to move some things out of the way. You've got to be willing to roll the stone away. And, uh, and so they, they moved to roll the stone away. And Martha steps up and says, Lord, now wait a minute. By this time, he stinketh. Y'all still with me? By this time... He's stinking. I mean, you don't want to open up. You, you do not want to open up that grave right now. Now, now I, I, uh, I've got some Cajun folks in my church. And every now and then, they come back to, to visit family over in the Sulphur area. They've got some family in, uh, in uh, Brother Alviar's church. And... and uh, and what well, they know how to cook, and 
and when they, they come over here, I, I'll ask them to get me some boudin. Glory, hallelujah. I, I'll, I'll ask them to get me some, some, uh, some Cajun cooking and bring it back to me. And so, so they brought me a, a stuffed chicken from over there, stuffed with boudin. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I slapped my wife three times that evening. It was so good. And uh, and man, I tell you, oh Lord, it was so good. And so we've got a we've got a a, a branch work in a, a town about an hour and a half away from us. And and uh, we were having church up there one night. And after church, I told him, I said, Oh Lord, that boudin was so good. That chicken was so good. Y'all y'all got some more? They said we got some more. And uh, so I said, Oh praise God. They said you can come by the house, or you can, we can bring it to you Sunday. So I said. I, they're Cajuns. They love to talk. And I thought, if I go by the house, I won't leave till one in the morning. And uh, and then uh, after I drink their coffee, I won't get to sleep till four in the morning. And and so I I I, I said, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'd I'd love to, I'd love to have some gumbo and some community coffee and all that good stuff. And and uh, y'all, anybody here put coffee in your gumbo? Uh, we've got some folks. They they put coffee in their gumbo. I never heard of that. Uh, you can go in the strength of that food for forty days, like <laughs> the prophet did. And uh, Lord have mercy. But uh, anyway, they 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 come. I said said tell you what, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to you uh, at church. And so I said okay. And uh, so my my wife got sick, and she had a she had a a. a this sister's also a nurse, and so she got sick, and she had one of those blood pressure things that check your blood pressure, and and hers wasn't working, and so she called this sister about the blood pressure thing. She said, "I've got one," and so that that Sunday, or maybe the next Sunday, I, I stepped outside of the church, and this brother come up carrying something. It looked like a medical satchel to me. I mean, that's what it looked. I don't know what a medical satchel looks like, but that's what I uh, deemed it to be. He said, "Here, here it is." Well, I had my mind on blood pressure stuff. And I didn't realize what that was. And uh, so he said, I tell you what, I just, I had several things on my mind. And he said, I'll just put it in your van. I said, okay, put, put it in my van. My wife was better. I didn't think she needed her blood pressure taken. I, I don't want to say I was unconcerned. I was very concerned. I just forgot about her blood pressure. And... Uh, what I didn't know was that was a chicken in that, in that uh, thing, and it was full of it was full of boudin, and what I was missing out on, and and I was thinking it was something to check her blood pressure, and it was really uh, a chicken that uh, that sat in my van for two days, and then for three days, and uh, every time I would see that bag, I would say, you know, my wife's blood pressure needs to be taken I need to carry that in as soon as soon as I as soon as I get such and such done and uh, so I took off to come to Texas I went and preached for brother Duplissy I came over here preached for brother Cox I left my van at the airport and uh, and in the hot South Georgia sun praise the Lord and uh, and I, I come over here to brother Lyles's meeting and I was gone for about eight days and I got on the plane I was so glad to be getting back home and Oh, praise the Lord. And I got to the airport, and uh, and so 
I, I'd had a couple of the brothers from the church carry my luggage back. I didn't even have any luggage to wait on. Boy, I was I was feeling good about being home, no luggage. I walked straight out, out of the airport, went to my van, and when I opened that van, there seemed to be a dead body in that van. I thought, whoo, the paper mill must have been bad while I was gone. And it all got trapped in my van. Whoo, my Lord have mercy. I'm telling you about knocked me out. And my wife was standing at the door. When I opened the door to my van out in, out in the driveway, that hit her. Standing at the door. She said, whoo, what in the world have you brought back? For once, she was not too glad to see me. And I finally discovered he stinketh by now. I got a little glimpse of why Martha stepped up and said, This thing is too far gone. You don't want to roll that stone away. I'm going to tell you, there are situations in life that every voice will step up and say, Oh no, don't roll the stone away. Don't get the obstacle out of the way. It's going to be too much of a price to pay. It's going to be too uncomfortable. Hey, but I'm going to tell you something. If you can trust Him, there's a miracle on the other side of that discomfort. Hallelujah. Amen. And when they rolled the stone, now Jesus could have spoken a word and rolled the stone away. Jesus could have reached in there and grabbed Lazarus and snatched him up and said, Come alive, boy. Jesus could have just spoken the word to Lazarus. But it is striking to me that Jesus stands there at the mouth of that grave, standing there in a dead place, and he stops before he calls him forth and says, Father... I thank you. Now that's the part about Lazarus I've never heard preached before. And if you want my title, now I'm giving you my title. All of that was foundation and preliminary and just remarks. This is what I'm going to preach about. <laughs> some, of, some are laughing and some are crying. I have long introductions and then short sermons. Is Thanksgiving at the tomb. Before Lazarus could be resurrected, somebody had to give some thanks in a dead place. And can I tell you, if you've got something you want God to resurrect, something that looks impossible to you, you've got to learn how to quit complaining about it. You've got to learn how to quit just bringing a problem to God every time you pray. But you've got to learn how to give thanks in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your turmoil. you got to Learn how to thank Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. 
You can be seated. I'm just about through. I'm just about through. I'm winding down. I just want to tell you a couple of things, and I'm going to let you go. The first night, I preached about the blessing of obedience. The second night, I preached about the blessing of separation. Tonight, I'm preaching about the blessing of worship or the blessing of thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, I, uh, I, You know, there's something about God that God likes to give gifts to His people. God loves to give gifts to His people. It's in your Bible. He said, If you, being evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? I'm telling you, God enjoys blessing His children. I'm going to tell you who He don't enjoy blessing. He don't enjoy blessing complainers. Let me tell you this. Complainers and grumblers are on God's judgment list. Ooh, hallelujah. You just read your Old Testament. God destroyed more people from the children of Israel for gropping and complaining about everything than He did for their golden calf worship and their idolatry and their uh, fornications. I'm telling you where He really got them is while He's blessing them, while He's giving them manna, while He's giving them water out of a rock, while He is a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night and He's blessing them. They had been in bondage so long and got used to gropping for so long they couldn't get used to thanking God. They couldn't get used to worshiping. They couldn't get used to giving God praise because because they had gotten the habit of complaining for so long. I'm going to tell you who God blesses. That's the one who brings the sacrifice of thanksgiving before Him. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. You give your child a gift, and they look at it and say, uh, yeah, it's nice. Does that make you want to go back and give them something else? Oh, let me go find something else to give them. No, if they're not very appreciative, it don't make you want to give them nothing. If they don't appreciate it, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes the Holy Ghost walks in our midst and walks down these aisles and starts looking at expressions and looking at hearts and looking at faces and, and looking at attitudes. And there's some people that are sitting there saying, I didn't get what so-and-so got. Well, I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't appreciate the hand that, that life has dealt me and I don't appreciate what's going on and I'm getting angry about this and things better get better and it ain't getting better because you ain't thanking God for what God did for you the last time. But there's some that said, Oh, God, you've been better to me than I could ever deserve. Lord, you've been so good to me. How could I thank you enough? Oh, I know I got problems and I know I got troubles and I, I know I got situations I can't control. But oh, God, you've been so good to me. How could I withhold thanksgiving from you? Ooh. Hallelujah. You, you can be seated. I've learned something about Thanksgiving from my little girl. She knows how to get a present. And she likes some of the craziest things. I'm telling you, she's not too much on dolls and things, but people in our church, they bring her bugs and dragonflies and worms and caterpillars, and she loves them. I'm telling you, she, she's so thrilled about that. She, uh, my... my uh, my wife went to a ladies' retreat last week, and and uh, she she said, "What can I buy, Abby?" And she said, "You know what? I went by a pet store, and she said I got her two turtles." I said, "One turtle's too many. Two turtles." 
She said, I got her two turtles. I'm going to tell you when my little girl got those turtles. I mean, she got her a little habitat for them, and they got rocks to climb on and water to swim in and all these things. But my, my little girl, she don't just let them kind of swim in the water and sit on the rocks. Uh, we, we, my wife came in, and in a little bit, my little girl comes running through the house, and she's got a turtle in each hand. And she's going, over turtles. But it blessed me so much seeing her enjoying the turtles. My Lord, I'd have went and got her a cat and a hamster and an iguana and something else. You know why? Because she was thankful over some little something that her mama did for her. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. You can cross your arms and say, God ain't never done nothing for me, and He might not do too much for you in the future. But I'm going to tell you, every little blessing I can get, I'm going to raise my hands and say, God, you've been mighty, 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 mighty good to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. My, I, I married into a, I married into a, kind of a crazy family. My, my, uh, my, my mom and dad. There were seven of us, and so our home was like boot camp. You just you you stood where you was told to stand, and you you ate what you was told to eat, and and you shut up when you was told to shut up. And my daddy always told us kids were to be. Uh, what is it? Uh, I heard it all my life. I don't know why I can't remember it. Uh, kids are to be seen and not heard. Ain't that what it was? And uh, among many other words, did he testify and exhort? And uh, and so you know, my that my that that that's just the way it was. There had to be a little order with seven kids. And uh, and so you know, I was used to there. Uh, and uh, you know, I was always taught you 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 just uh, you learn how to be quiet and, and uh, you you don't. I don't don't act too immature and don't act too goofy and that was always hard for me but I sometimes I managed and and so uh, you know you, uh, mom and dad never told me don't show too much emotion but I felt like you know the quieter you were the uh, better things would be for you and so anyway I, I've asked my mom and dad I, my little girl bounces around and jumps and hollers I said I never acted that way they said oh, 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 you just don't know and uh, so anyway anyway so you know I get a present or something you say well thank you that's that's nice and my my mother-in-law she is a sweet person and uh the, the whole family, wonderful people. But I found out, I, I found out that whoever hollers the loudest are the ones who get listened to. And here, here, me with all of my knowledge and my wisdom, it never got listened to. I thought if I could stand there looking intelligent and like I had something to say, that they would finally lean their ear and crane their necks to hear the wisdom of Solomon. It never happened. 
I could be just about to tell them some great revelation I got from the Word of God. One of the grandkids come running in. Hey, hey, I got cut on the arm. Look at here, it's bleeding all down my arm. And they, oh, well, I'll tell you. The whole family stood in CPR and bandaging up the wounds. And I'm, that's just a scratch. And I had such wonderful things to impart to everybody. And, you know, after a few years, I come running in. Hey, I'm here. I'll tell you, I got something wonderful to say. I found out whoever hollers the loudest, that's the one gets listened to. Brother, I developed me a set of lungs. So it took me a little bit of adjustment. Now, uh, another thing was, uh, you know, was uh, my, grand, my, my uh, mother-in-law, she loves to give prizes. And every time they come see us, uh, every time they come see us, they, they bring us prizes. You know, just just prizes, so just just just, and you know, I used to open it up, and I used to say, "Oh, well, thank you. Hey, that's that's nice. I, yeah, I I don't even have one like that. Yeah, that's nice. I thought that was the mature, sensible thing to do. Well, I, after a little while, man, they would come in and say, "Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing?" And Valerie, here's your prize. And Abby, here's your prize. And Did you get me anything? Well, uh, I'm going to give you some money because I never know what you want and I, I never know what you like. I didn't like that. I mean, I really didn't. I, you know, I could use the money, but I kind of enjoyed getting those prizes. So... Finally, I said something, believe it or not. I told you all, I'm just about through. I'm just about through. This is my altar call right here. And so I, 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 I said something. I, I said, uh, um, she gets a prize and she gets a prize, but I just get a $20 or $50. And I kind of enjoy them prizes. She said, Oh, you did? I said, yeah. And, and she said, well, if you did, you ought to show it. I said, okay. You just try me. Hey, hey, the next time she comes in, let me use your jacket, Brother Townley. Let me use your jacket. The next time she comes in and she's got a box and I'm telling you and I, I, I get that box I say, you got, you got something for me? For me? Oh, man, I start opening up that thing. I'm looking in the mirror. I said, this is just what I wanted. I, I can't believe I can't believe stand up. I can't believe Oh, like, oh. Brother, I ain't never had no problem getting a prize now. I'm telling you, they, they come in there and say, they say, everybody get in here. Ben's fixing to get his prize. 
They say, oh, he's fixing to get his prize. Brother, it's time to let them know they brought me something and I sure am happy. I'm going to tell you, if you want God to give you a miracle, you know what you got to do? You got to be shouting over the last miracle. You got to let him know I'm thankful over the last thing you did for me. I need something now, but I'm thankful for what you did then. I need something in the future, but I'm going to thank you for what you've already done. My Lord. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, thank the Lord tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm in a dead place, but I'm going to thank you. If my Lazarus is ever going to come out of that tomb, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank you for it. I'm going to stand here in this trial and I'm going to thank you. Lord have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. My, 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 my. Woo! Hallelujah. I may have tears running down my face, but I'm going to thank you. I may have questions in my mind, but I'm going to thank you. I may not understand at all, but I'm going to thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm through tonight. But I believe I'm preached. I've preached to somebody that's in a dead place. And you need God to resurrect something in your life. I dare you to get out of that aisle tonight and walk to this front and lift your hands and start thanking the Lord. God, I'm not coming to you with complaints. I'm not coming to you to tell you how unfair life has been. I'm not coming with my grudge, with my resentment. I'm not coming with any bitterness. I'm coming to thank you. God, you've been mighty good to me. God, you've been mighty good. Is there anybody that step out of that aisle tonight? Is there anybody that step on out tonight? If you want God to do something for you, can you come thank Him? If you need God to answer a prayer, can you refuse to withhold thanksgiving? If you need God to move on your behalf, can you just give God a little thanks? Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, I praise you, Lord. I'm telling you, that's the avenue to the throne tonight. Yes, it is. That's the pathway to victory tonight. It's through thanksgiving. Can you open up your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Come on, saints, let's let the Holy Ghost move tonight. Can you let the Holy Ghost move tonight? Praise the Lord. Oh, yes, you can get renewed in your mind, renewed in your spirit, renewed in your heart tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. want to thank you I want to thank you thank you Lord I just want to thank you I just want to thank you thank you Lord hallelujah that's it go ahead hallelujah let your praise come forth from your heart i want to thank you thank you lord oh yes i just want to in everything give thanks in everything give thanks Thank you for your love. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your work, oh Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your touch, Jesus. Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I want to. tonight. Give him glory tonight. I want to say thank you Jesus. I just want to I want to say thank you Jesus. I want to thank you thank you Lord I just want to thank you I want to thank you thank 
Never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. Thank you for forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for supplying my every need. Thank you for never leaving me, Jesus. Thank you for staying with me, Lord. Thank you for touching my heart. Thank you for transforming my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to work in my heart. Thank you for the hearing of the word, O oh Lord. Thank you for the power of the blood, Jesus. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, oh yes. Let the heart of praise and render thanks to Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody, let's sing it again. Thank you. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for a shoulder to lean on. Thank you, Lord, for a church family. Thank you for a brother. Thank you for my sister. Thank you for a faithful friend. Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. Oh. 